Okay, it's Halloween, Monday, October 31st. I'm going to tell you how I got into trouble a few years ago. That year, a few years back, before Halloween, it was Sunday, I challenged the church. The challenge was not to avoid Halloween, but to be the house in the neighborhood that gave away the best candy of all. And here's why I gave this challenge. This is a night when nearly every kid in the neighborhood is going to come over to your house. Why wouldn't you want to be there to greet them? Why wouldn't you want them to be glad they came by? Why wouldn't you want to connect with the parents who are probably also tagging along? Now, get, don't get me wrong. I know that some people have misused Halloween to push the message of the enemy. They've done it through the years. And with all the decorations of gravestones and bats and skeletons, it's a pretty creepy holiday to celebrate. But I've learned that God loves to hijack the plans of the enemy to show his grace and put love into action. All this should have us asking, what would Jesus do? Now this week we are looking at how the mission of God radiates out from where we are. How God plans his grace to spread through the presence of his people. Here's a time when Jesus talked about his mission that we looked at yesterday. Matthew 9, verse 35 to 38. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Now, the first thing we see about the ministry of Jesus is that he went to people. He didn't wait for them to come to him. He floated around from town to town and village to village and spoke wherever he was given the opportunity. You see, the way it worked in the synagogues of his time was that visiting men were often allowed to teach. The synagogues had no stated pastor or teacher, but the teaching was shared among the men in the community, and other Jewish men visiting were often invited to share in. Jesus did this as he moved through Galilee. And what was his message? It was simple. It was the good news that God loved his people, that forgiveness was available to them, that God had not forgotten them, and they remained part of his plan for life and for redemption. What a joy it is to give good news like this. I've seen doctors emerge from surgery with the message that all the cancer is gone. The patient has been cured. We love to share news like this. I've seen fathers come from the delivery room with the joy of the birth of a new son or daughter. You can see the joy. It's written all over their faces. It's such good news. And this is what Jesus was doing. And to prove it, Jesus healed people right then and there. He healed them because they needed it and because it showed forth the kingdom of God and that the kingdom had come among them. But notice how the crowds looked to him. He said the people were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Few of us have had time enough with sheep to know the power of this metaphor. You see, sheep without a shepherd, they're not cared for, not provided the food and water they need. They're not safe. 
they're vulnerable to the attack of predators. And this is how the people looked to Jesus. They needed to be guided and to be loved. Recently, I saw an article by a woman that lived in a large city, and she remarked at how sad and downtrodden people looked. She rarely saw smiles on people's faces. Joy was almost completely lacking. We wonder how this could be when so many of us are living amazing lives of plenty and opportunity. Perhaps there's a lack of hope, or of love, or of faith. Now notice how Jesus speaks with his disciples at this point. First, he tells them there's plenty of opportunity. He can see how receptive the people are, and he knows there's so many more people that he's not going to have time to visit with. So many more people are hungry for the good news. But who's available to share with them? Jesus asked them to pray, to ask the Lord of the harvest to send additional servants, workers, you see, as Jesus teaches them, only the Lord can bring the fruit. Only God can change people's hearts. Only the Spirit can reach the heart with the grace of Jesus. But workers are needed to be present when the harvest comes. And that is what we are called to be. You might say we're like spiritual midwives, those present when the new life appears. We help in the delivery process, that's all. We don't make the life come but we help out when it does. And this is the joy of our calling. How about if we look at those places where, look for those places where God is bringing his life, causing it to flow, and be readying, readying ourselves to serve there. Let's pray. Lord of the harvest, help us to see the joy of spreading your good news and to see that we are the workers that you have sent. Thank you that we have such good news to share in Christ, and we pray together in his name. Amen. <laughs>